Welcome to the Queensland Racing Preview. I'm your host, Scoot, and this week we're looking at Eagle Farm, and we've got the pleasure of the fitness ninja warrior, Shane Cherlio. Been very active in the gym this week, all over social media. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, Mrs. Toowoomba Tips has me on a bit of a diet as well. Um, so just committed to 30 days to keep off the grog for a bit. And get a, had a few injury concerns, so... Uh, just ease back into it at the gym, but yeah, feeling good, feeling good. I hope the uh, I hope the spell off the off the drink doesn't affect your results. I think you're hitting it about eighteen point nine percent pop on over five months sample with the mailbag.com.au. So you're absolutely able there. So don't try and change things too much. Uh, the drink's sort of keeping us going through COVID down here. Now there was a race yesterday that caught your eye. You're a big tapes man. Uh, race five. Uh, at Doombin yesterday, there was three Waller runners engaged. Obviously, uh, when, I'm not saying anything about the race, but it's, uh, it bears another watch and you're waiting for the stewards report, aren't you? Yeah, patiently waiting. Um, I, I, look, um, this race, I tweeted, I actually tweeted pre-race um, how well this race sets up for a race shape, you know, Waller runner, money on, winner. Um, I didn't get involved in the race purely because Ronnie Stewart was on the horse that was backed and he's not a, a betting proposition for me. He doesn't ride a lot. Um, anyway, there was a change of tactics, got called through. Uh, one of the three Waller runners was going to lead. So you just basically look for which work, which you know which one has the money on um, and he got the right run. Uh, the other Waller runner was buried back along the fence, pulling its head off. It's a good race to watch, and, and I purely put it up there for educational purposes. Um, I don't want it to stop because it's profitable, um, so I'm not suggesting there's anything wrong or anything like that. It's just uh, it was just more of an educational piece. Um, but look, I, I think that next time they need need to be a little bit less obvious. Mm. Clearly, the stewards are still typing the report because at time of recording on Thursday, we're approaching up past ten. Thursday morning and the race was yesterday afternoon. So looking forward to the stewards report to see what they thought. Must, of be, must be a long one. Now, looking forward, Eagle Farm this weekend, the rail is five and a half. It's beautiful sunshine forecast. Not much wind around. Should be great racing on Saturday, you'd think. Should be. We've been, uh, oh, I certainly have been ultra critical of the surface at Eagle Farm, uh, you know, as they overtax the track on its resumption. Um, and I think ever since Mick Goody got the flick, well, he got replaced. We don't know for sure, but, uh, I think they, they, from what I understand, there's been a different approach to the track preparation. They threw a bit more ryegrass into it to help bind it together and, and full credit to, um, you know, to the, to the track curator that's doing the job there. I think Eagle farms raced as good as ever since not the first renovation, but the second replacement of the mm-hmm. track. Um, yeah, I think the track's playing really well. It seems to be playing really fair. Um, yeah, so certainly more confidence. I mean, obviously, you can attribute some of that to a bit warmer weather and a bit better growing conditions, you know, for grass to sort of grab hold. So, um, yeah, I don't have, I don't hold any fears of betting at Eagle Farm currently. All right. Well, let's get into it. Race three looks an interesting proposition. 
feels like it's the Kissy Carno show every couple of weeks here, but it opens up favourite looking at the market dollar sixty acrobatic six dollars super effort no oh, ten dollars uh, Clairview Star and Sing for Violet around the seventeen dollar quote Mashani Fraud Star nineteen with Safe Work uh, and twenty one dollars and better the rest. How's the speed in this race? And it's it's an awkward alley gate ten and Mark Duplessis is the rider now on Kishikano from gate 10. Yes. Um, it's a non-climbing race. Uh, so the apprentices can't climb here. Um, I'm just assuming that that's why the, the apprentice has been taken off the horse. Um, we thought, we thought, thought I saw, we saw for the first time um, this horse actually get ridden like it's the best horse in the race. It wasn't pretty. It was banging out of the gates, get it running and keep it rolling. And, um, you know, it, it's put up its career best figure um, on the data here. And not just career best figure, I think it's substantially its best figure. Um, and these things tend to happen when you let fast horses run fast. We saw it um, the start before last sort of take a sit and just got out, you just you know, wasn't able to use its uh, its high cruising speed to uh, to impact the race at any stage and try to outdash them late. So, you know, you would imagine that this, that um, they take a, a good lesson from that and ride the horse the same again. I anticipate that there will be some speed underneath it. Uh, Mashani frauds to super effort um, will be trying to get a spot. I just I would anticipate you know that he'll just have to let this rip from the wide gate and roll to the front again and sustain that speed exactly like it did last time. Uh, and it should be winning off, uh, off a repeat of that performance for sure. Um, what price could, would you need to see before stepping in? Um, I'm trying not to have, I'm trying not to be affected too much by that uh, situational bias because it's a horse we know where we've talked, we've spoken about extensively Um she still had to go back to the jump outs and jump out again. So that would make it approximately like eight jump outs, this preparation, because she needs to continue to get barrier passed. Mm. So she's had the three runs and a bulk amount of jump outs. Um, it's, just a non, it's just a non-betting proposition. But if you're just looking purely at the data, it's a complete moral $1.35 chance. Um, so... It, it, Maybe, maybe it's, a, it's, a, it's an in-play game. Look, if it rolls to the front, it wins. At some point, it's going to have enough, though, is it? I don't know. Like, yeah, it should just win. You know, we saw it on top of the ground for the first time last start and, like I said, rode it aggressive and, you know, really broke them. So, rang time. It's just a really strong win. And they ride it with the same tactics. It wins again. Um, but just don't really need to get involved. I don't think um, from a betting proposition, but yeah, it just looks obvious. Best horse in the race. I should ride it like it. Super effort. Super effort was, um, you know, was a horse that we found um, a decent debut winner. Um, thought it ran pretty well the other day, but, um, but it's just the, the data hasn't, doesn't stack up against what Kisikano was able to do. When let rip in front, so just can't see you getting beat this week. Stallion chain last time, blindfold this time. It's got some 
problem. So watch and learn or uh, yeah. keep your powder dry according to curls. Eagle Farm Race 5 is another beauty. Uh, the Barris has now put two on end. Uh, we've been on one of those or we've been on a couple of starts this, this preparation. It's the favourite in the early market at 420. Super Giant off a of freshen, 460 from the Ninja, Michael Costa. Uh, smart six dollars snitch seven junction uh, very impressive when it last start first up eight fifty you make me smile eleven similar quote the candy man is also fresh so you'd think it's uh, going to need the run especially sixty one kilos it won't be out there to set records Torfic um, boy fourteen and Articus nineteen dollars speed curls yeah it's just, um, interesting race isn't it like um Super Giant, who have seen it lead and and um, you know break their hearts a couple of times um, during the Winter Carnival. Obviously, what have we got? Eighty-two days between runs um, has had the barrier trial, which is uh, important. Um, how wound up is it? Where's it going to? I suppose is is something that you've got to take into to account here. Um, Particularly and particularly with this stable, the money, um, you know, it'll give you a good ride of, of how forward it is and whether they even want to, you know, want to lead and run along here or whether they leave that up to a horse like you make me smile. Um, it gets the blinkers back on. Um, so I'd expect, you know, I'd expect it to, to show the similar intent to what it has. Um, Super Giant might just tag, tag along behind it. Uh, sort of worst case scenario for it. Um, yeah, I think, like you say, with the Candyman, there's a couple of races coming up which potentially could be in the Candyman's sort of wheelhouse um, if it stays in Queensland, which I anticipate it will. There's the Brisbane Stakes, I think it is. It's a listed race. It's only two weeks' time. It's a mile, which would sort of be Candyman, super giant type of aim up sort of race. And then there is the Toowoomba Cup, over 2,000 metres listed uh, $125,000 race two weeks after that again. So that's a couple of potential paths for those two. Not exactly sure whether they'll travel them, you know, south, you know, before that though. So, um, you know, of the others, Junction was a good win. I've got to really take into consideration there. There was a little bit of rain between sort of the early, the middle of the day at Eagle Farm last time, which may have affected a, a little bit, but, um, you know, Kisikano ran superior sort of times and superior put up superior numbers to those sort of horses that ran later on the card. Uh, Snitch was an interesting runner for me. Um, it's got a terrible first up record, Snitch. Um, it's had six goes now and, and hasn't won. And we were, I had something small on it last start off the back of its couple of trials. I thought they were really good trials and I thought, you know, I'll ignore the stat that says he can't win first up because he trialed too good not to run well. He was 370 at the 550 uh, box seat, never never ran on. Um, his statistics bet second up, he, he has had a win and a placing, a win and a second uh, from five second up performances. And um, I think that this field is a little easier than what he sort of faced at second up last prep. 1,400, not sure. Is my question mark second up? I probably would have preferred twelve hundred, but um, 
a little bit trickier map for him too, but I can sort of see him got rolling forward from the gate and getting in front of a few of those drawn inside him that'll get back a little bit. And he could, if he goes forward, so aggressive with the horses forward, he could easily lob sort of third one off. So um, he's certainly in my calculations. Um, if you've got, you know, horses like Super Giant, the candy man, not quite ready. And then, you know, Snitch is sort of there, ready to go second up and skate to Paris. Can't be discounted either. So, and the rest, look, I don't know about the others. Um, Smart Edge, you know, winning. It's disappointing. Ability to win's questionable. These Chris Lee's runners, yeah, I just don't know. Like Articus, Torfig Boy, they've had a million goes. I just seem to go around every week and, and not win. So, yeah. Um, like I say, market for Super Giant. Watch Candyman, not yet. Uh, Snitch is there second up to win um, and Skate to Paris. Probably they're the sort of ones I'm working around this stage. Yep. Um, <clears throat> another runner, uh, this is, uh, you know, this is a bit of an ambush by me, but I, I like to throw in a bit of a curveball every now and then. What do you reckon? In, in race eight, Desert Lord has come up a uh, $1.75 favourite and now in the camp of David Van Dyke. I know you're very vocal on on Twitter about his ability with horses. It's gone from Hawks to having his first run for David Van Dyke, who's got an amazing strike rate. What's your what's your first thoughts with a horse like Desert Lord joining his stable? Oh, I just assume it's immoral. Um, <laughs> it's David Van Dyke. It's first up. He wins at about thirty six percent with horses first up on metropolitan tracks over the last two years. It's a staggering statistic. Um, obviously, this horse does bring form as well. Um, what did it chase last preparation? Oh, you know, it's last few preps, last couple of preps, like, you know, group enlisted class, group one, grey worm, cold mm. streets of Avalon. It looks well in at, at 56. Really well in. It's extremely mm. well in. Um, it does look a complete moral. Um, and it goes forward. It goes forward. It's not, it, you know, you've probably got Catesby, I Dream of Green that might, you know, sort of charge the fence. Won't matter. It's, it's drawn well, Desert Lord. If it, could, it, could well end, it could well end up just handing up to Catesby and I Dream of Green and sitting third one off, you know. Mm. Um, either way, he's got all the map favours because the speed, the you know, the two main speed horses are drawn outside him so he can take his pit. Um, yeah, it'll take, it'll take it, something to go wrong for it to get beat. I would have thought it just, it does look immoral. Um, it's trials before. Even on, just, looking at the uh, punning form stats as well, like he's probably, uh, his best figures are over 1,600, but you'd think he'd be able to clean this field up. He's got a couple of links up his sleeve and as you say, to take a pretty big pilot error or something to... Yeah. Miraculously, the ground beating. Well, even if you look at his couple of first up runs recently, like you know, in Group Three level, uh, well, the benchmark eighty-eight was that first one. Grey Worm, who went on, he, he ran fourth. He wasn't beaten far, and then the special reward, which was first up in a Group Three, I think um, it was a Group Three. Yeah, so he's ran well in those. And, you know, I think I think he will get the job done, and I'm sure David Van Dyke would have improved the horse. Now I'd said it last week; he won with Chauffeur first up. Look, he's not the only trainer to win with Chauffeur first up. Um, I think David is the ninth trainer of that horse. Um, <laughs> he's the ninth trainer, and that's not exaggerating. Uh, and noted after the race that he thought had the horse had some improvement in him as well. So um, well, he's just 
he's the best in Queensland, if not Australia, David Van Dyke. And betting against him when there's money for them, first or second up, uh, is fraught with danger. But um, we did see one go over at $1.30 yesterday. It was third up from a spell in race one or two. Um, uh, probably should have won if had a ran straight, but it sort of veered off the track up the straight and got rolled. But great strike rate and stats don't lie. All right, to sum up and to close out the show, we've got, you know, you've got what, Gold Coast Saturday, Eagle Farm Saturday, Toowoomba. So you've got the, the triple header. Yep. Uh, hopefully there's a triple double. And then Sunday, there might be some black bookers at the Sunshine Coast. But it uh, sounds like a really busy weekend for you, Curl, so I'll let you go. And uh, we'll make yeah, probably your best of the shorties. Uh, and awesome. you're kiss, around the- kiss the Cardo and Desert Lord. Both, both should be winning those, spoil tipping those at the prices. But I think there's opportunities uh, later, you know, throughout the day. Um, you know, there's a couple that have come up that are in the black book that have sort of found their right races as well. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be on the right end of a couple there. Betting up late at truth time, as Dan Kelly says in the last five minutes of play with betfair.com.au. Always. Um, Weekend, Saturdays are getting us all through COVID at the moment. Good luck, girls. Cheers, mate. Talk soon.